MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over and unders game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And also make sure to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 145. So in honor of 145, we're going to dedicate this to Ben Rothwell, who at UFC 145 did what millions of people in the world dream of doing. He knocked out Brendan Schaub. So this goes to you, <laughs> Ben Rothwell, and this goes to my co-host for giving me that idea to dedicate the podcast to him. Thank you for sticking us in your ear holes once again, or maybe for the first time. If it's for the first time, welcome. If it's uh, if we're all, always in your ear holes, welcome also. I would be your one of the hosts of this year podcast. Um, a man who nicknames change as often as the weather. Um, this week, I am going to go by. Um, hmm, what am I going to go by this week? One second, everyone. Just hold tight, okay? I, sh- I don't you, plan you to. Go, oh, I, you, you could be the apocalypse. I was going to think the apocalypse. No, I'm going to be the Welsh gangster, Jeff Fox. <laughs> I've never been to Wales, but I'm the Welsh gangster. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Uh, this is one of our famous patented no UFC, no problem podcast because there is no UFC this coming week or this week, actually, that we're in. Uh, this coming weekend, I meant. There's no PFL. There's no Bellator. There's no Invicta even think the biggest promotion in the world one fc is dark this weekend but like i said no ufc no problem because we uh, uh still have picks for you to gens that there's plenty of events going on this weekend and oh there is one uh, no sorry one championship yes one no one championships next week either so anyhow we got uh picks for you to gens and who, who knows what other nonsense we'll get into let's bring in my co-conspirator here in the nonsense he would be the one, the only, one nickname only, Gumby Vreeland. It doesn't change. So when you you asked me to come up with with somebody to dedicate this episode to, uh, I decided to look for baseball players who had 145 homers or 145 wins. Um, no, nobody real noticeable. Um, yep. th- n- nobody that I thought was even like funny to dedicate an episode to. Um, but I will tell you that there's a baseball player with 145 wins. Uh, whose name is Pretzels Getzian, um, which is... Oh, wow, that's an 1800s name, or it's yeah. 1900s name, excuse me. No, yeah, yeah, 1886 he was playing there ball. You go. Yep. Uh, yeah, he won the 1886 uh, World Series League Championship for the Detroit Wolverines, which is also a sick wow, team name. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Pretzels Getzian while we're at it, too, uh, who had 145 oh, wins. But this is not a pretzel Getzian podcast, nor <laughs> it could be. It could be. Maybe it should be. Or nor a Detroit Wolverines podcast. 
but maybe it could be this uh, this week. Cause, no, uh, I said off the top, we have picks for you regardless. There's there's plenty of MMA to go down, and we even have lines for for these uh, for these fights. Even though the Welsh gangster, I forgot to write down his line. Now that I look at his name, I'm got to put a line down for him. Um, let me think. Any news or notes we should get into? Oh, did you hear the big news, Dan? Holly Holm got robbed. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over yeah. the inner interwebs. She got robbed. Even Big you, John McCarthy says she got robbed. <laughs> you know, you, you, you I, I saw some people echoed the same thing that I said on the last show, which is like, I get why they think she was robbed and even why she thinks she was robbed. She's won fights precisely that way before, right? Like th- that is, she, she basically went out and mimicked her performance against Raquel Pennington, only this time didn't get the decision. But like, First of all, under no circumstance was it a robbery. Like, on watch, I, I scored it for Ketlin Vieta, um, even though I had Holly Holm as a pick. And uh, if somebody had, if the judge had given it to Holly Holm, I'd been fine with it. Like, it, it was close enough, right? Like, it was one in five for uh, for Holm, two and four for Vieta, and, like, three being the toss-up round. Like, and, and all the judges had that. So, like, yeah, like, it's not a robbery either way. But do you know my, who my, had my favorite take on this that fucking fight was Daniel Cormier, who said either the judges are robbing him or we have no idea how to score these fights. And I was just like, hmm, dude, Bingo. you are dude, you are fucking almost right there. <laughs> yes, he does not have any idea how to score the fights. That's exactly the point. Um, and most people don't. Apparently, Big John McCarthy doesn't either because he's uh, his credibility continues to to uh go into the bin as he he was one of the headlines i saw saying that he uh he said it was a robbery a close fight does not equal robbery um and people think open scoring is going to fix this but uh how about reading the rule book and learning actually what's um what's scored in a fight not defense rose nama Yunus. defense doesn't uh get your points and no holly home octagon 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 that's the word octagon control does not get you points unless unless like barely not anything else happens in, in that round um just read the read the scoring uh criteria and then um then you can talk about robberies yeah well and i would also say this too like I, you know obviously o- open scoring is like the hot topic for the week right like everybody's right. put out a take on it i'll say this i think open scoring would help a lot of things right like in, in this case holly home would have gone into that last round knowing that two judges already had her in the bag and she needed to finish. Um, she also would have gone into the fourth round knowing she was down two to one and needed to win the last two rounds in order to win it. Maybe it makes her put her foot on the gas and not try the same exact tactic that had lost her two rounds in a row. So, you know, like that would be good in the same token. I think there would be tons of things that would be bad. You'd see more stalling in the third round of dudes who were up two rounds to none you know, like you, you would see less people like quote unquote going for it uh, in that last round. You you would see people still, you know, like not wildly understanding the criteria. But like the bottom line is, is it would be different with open scoring if you want it to be different. If you don't want it to be different, that's your take on open scoring. But the bottom line is, is does it solve the shit we're talking about? It doesn't solve no. If you think there are bad judges, and, and sometimes there are bad judges, right? Like, there there's some judges who get scorecards wrong. It doesn't solve that. It doesn't solve commentators not knowing what the criteria is. It doesn't solve fighters not knowing what the criteria is. It doesn't solve any of those things. So, like, 
we're looking at all of these problems and we're also throwing out a solution that has nothing to do with the problems and won't fix them. So like, yes. I, I don't know how open scoring became, except for the fact that fucking Ariel Helwani keeps talking about it as if it's yep. the solving point for this. But like, other than that, I don't know why it keeps coming up every time there's a bad decision. Cause it like, doesn't solve a bad decision. Exactly. And it wasn't a bad decision. Anyhow, that's the thing. They're, they're, I know we complain about decisions all the time here, but that's because uh, we lose picks on it or, or bets on it. But there's rarely, rarely bad decisions. It happens, but more often than not, if if uh, you're following the the rules of the law in the in the rule book, um, there, there isn't really too many um, too many bad bad decisions. Obviously, there are some. Um, they do happen, and usually they screw us over on our picks. But nonetheless, yeah, open scoring is. This is all like you're assuming a fighter is going to drastically change the way they're fighting if they think they're losing. But if if uh, they don't realize they're losing, they probably um, don't realize why they're losing and, and what they need to change anyhow. So if Holly Holm didn't think she was in a close fight uh, and she could take her foot off the gas uh, 10 and and uh, end of that fight, then I don't think open scoring is going to help her either because like she should have known it was a close fight and she could very easily have been losing it. Yeah, well, and I would also say this. If she thinks she's winning the fight with that cage control, which she even said, like, in the post-fight interview, if you heard it, she said, you know, yes. I really I really thought I controlled her enough. And, like, if that's the case and she thought she was winning the fights that way, would she just have done more of that horseshit? <laughs> probably. You know what I mean? Like, she, she probably yep. would have come out in the fourth and fifth round and just done more pressing her against the cage, which ultimately would have caused her more rounds right like that that would have been a thing that that actually probably would have cost her the fifth round she would have lost four to one instead of three to two yep exactly so anyhow uh, all fighters and everyone who commentates on the sport especially if you work for the actual ufc and you're official commentator maybe you should sit down with the tiny rule book that's not even very big and read it it's or listen three to pages yeah exactly three or listen pages. to uh, spencer kite just did a podcast on his keyboard kimura substack with shawnee sheehan and they they basically you know broke down the rules and went through it quickly it's really not very hard to figure out if you also like i and i can't stress this enough it was like one of the things that like encouraged me to go back and reread the criteria the the newer criteria that had come out because I think I read the old one like a long time ago. Plus, like, I think I took for granted all of the times the UFC tells you the scoring criteria in the beginning, which is a fucking wildly oversimplified version of it. Um, but like I, I heard the Sean Sheehan uh, interview with um, the I think he's a British. Oh, Ben Cartilage. Uh, right, he's yep. a Brit- British yep. judge. And it was like it is the best way of hearing an explanation of like how judges score it. Um, I, I don't remember if that was part of severe or if that, I, I don't remember how that came out, but like, if you guys can, can get in ears to that, if you're really interested in like, why do I, my people keep losing these fights? I think they're winning. That was like very formative for me and understanding the criteria uh, a lot better than I used to. Yep. There you go. I didn't, I, I didn't want to make this a huge thing on it, but like, like you said, people are talking about open scoring, like it. It doesn't solve uh, it doesn't solve your issue thinking the wrong person won the fight. It that has nothing to do with uh, what people are complaining about thinking that someone else won the fight. Open scoring it's not going to change that. You, you you're just going to know as it's happening that the person you think isn't winning is actually winning the fight. 
Yeah, can I can I throw one? You know, I I know you said you Please. don't want to talk about this for no. too long. But well, we have time. I, to kill. go right ahead. I, I gotta I gotta bring this up. Did you see? Uh, was it Greg Jackson's take or was it uh, Mike Winklejohn? I can't even remember. It was Winklejohn, I think. I saw I saw uh, a Winklejohn headline. I can't remember what it was though. So first of all, Winklejohn is like nauseating. I can't stand that guy. But um, in addition to that, uh, he said that judges need to be held accountable. Do you, do you rec- like in all honesty? In all of your memory, if you can go back and think of like, what was the worst robbery in the history of MMA? Most people, at least most like people with like a very good grasp of MMA, always respond with Diego Sanchez beating Ross Pearson after Diego Jackson Sanchez. Wink. Yeah, he took an <laughs> absolute beat down and Jackson Wink was the beneficiary there. Like, exactly. It, it's crazy that that dude is like complaining about judges' decisions when, uh, and I mean, like, if you think of all of the like very close judges' decisions that went John Jones's way right at the the end of yep. his title reign at light heavyweight too, like, dude, you're really gonna go there? And and don't get me wrong, I, I scored most of those, if not all of those, for John Jones anyway. But like, you're really gonna go there that you like think this one was as one sided as any of the ones that have gone your way. Yep, I know. Sour grapes, but anyhow, I'm just tired of uh, seeing it all. So I hope, hopefully everyone listens to what we said and uh, or listen to that podcast I mentioned earlier with Spencer and uh, Sean, and then uh, everyone will will know the truth, right? And then we won't hear anybody else complaining. Especially yeah, that's, ex- that's always how it works, right? <laughs> also, I, I'll say this about Big John, too. He's the one who came out and was like, it was bullshit that Aljamain Sterling beat Piotr Jan, right? Like, it's headlines all yeah. over, like, 80 different MMA media outlets. Recently, yeah. he said he went and watched it and gets why it was scored for Aljo. And I was like, <laughs> "What? To, how, why do you give us a sensationalist headline then first? Before, that's what like, he is now. Yeah, he's the shale sonnen of fucking former MMA referees. Yep, he is. But this isn't a big John McCarthy podcast, is it? Thank oh, God. imagine that. Ugh. Ugh. Anyhow, we, we got picks for you. Any any other news? That's basically all I've seen is all this. Ricky Tercios is about to fight yes. again. <laughs> he is fighting against, oh, uh, the very nice uh, Canadian, Amon Zahabi, friend of, friend of your podcast, your other podcast, friend of mine on Twitter. Yeah. That's I, who he's fighting, I, right? I love Ayman Zahabi. He's a yes. lot of fun to watch. And I've regularly said he's super underrated. So him and Ricky Tercios is actually a super fun Bantamweight fight, which is, uh, I mean, every Bantamweight fight is a super fun Bantamweight fight. But this one is especially fun. Yep. It should be a good one. When's that happening? Summer? July. Early July. Okay, cool. I wish Zahabi would be more active. He doesn't fight very often. Now, I think it's because I, I think he has like a job with his brother in his brother's gym. Yeah. So like you know like you can afford to take a few less fights if your your brother owns one of the like largest gyms in uh, North America. Yep, very true. I have some good jokes, but I'm just gonna leave them there. I don't want to yeah. say anything controversial here, Dan. That's so. that's. I was I was wondering if you were gonna <laughs> go there. Oh, I wanted to, but no, I won't. Instead, I'm gonna tell you about WinBet. This is nothing controversial here. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollar promotion where fifty dollar bet qualifies. You, I'm talking to you people whose ear holes i'm in right now for up to 200 in free bets plus the win bet casino is offering 100 deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks all users can receive a 20 free bet when they win lose or push a three plus leg build your own bet parlay between thursday to saturday players can take advantage of the offer on the nba playoffs but the nba is stupid so don't do that 
Bad enough. <laughs> the match is coming to the win. The match. I had to look up what what that is. You know what the match is, Dan? Capital T, capital M. Is it is it a golf match? It is. Yeah, I had to look it up, but it is. Because I figured, because that's what they called it when Tiger and Phil threw down. Who is it this time? Out of curiosity, okay, it's, it, it's coming to win. You can bet on it at WinBet. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers minus two hundred. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes plus one sixty five. All right. They're, they're American football gentlemen that throw the ball around, right? That's that's my understanding as well. Yes. <laughs> all right. So you can bet on that. And that's uh there your odds. Uh there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WINNBet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700 Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. All the SGPN guys do. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, a number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. 20 times is a Hungry John parlay right there. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money and Dan's going to give you some winning picks right now. Yo, by the way, uh, last time, how were your picks? I, I was going to ask you, I haven't so been tracking these picks. I, I wasn't, a, I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I said the over on Luis Severino's K's and I know he finished with, five or six, uh, but I didn't look up what the number was ahead of time. So okay. I can't definitively tell you I got that one right. Um, but I can definitively tell you uh, that I had the uh, over on Tim Anderson hits. I said he'd be pissed off after the Josh Donaldson bullshit that went down. Yeah. Uh, and he had a homer and two other hits. I think he had a single, a double and a homer. He's just a triple short of the cycle. So that was, uh, we were all over that one. So um, I at least gave you one out of two, possibly two out of two. Um, this one, uh, I'll give you picks for, uh, Monday's Braves Phillies game. Uh, okay. I'm going to take the over on strikeouts for Charlie Morton. Uh, he's got 19 in his last three games combined. So he is red hot right now. Um, and, uh, he, you know, like he's finally pitching like he's supposed to, uh, the Phillies don't strike out a ton, but they do strike out, uh, you know, a little bit. They're like fly ball hitters. So, uh, you know, I'll take that and we'll stay in the same game. I'll take over on the Ronald Acuna hits because uh, he's having another hell of a game literally while we're recording. I'm mad. Uh, I bet you uh, fans out there can can guess what Dan's favorite team, baseball team is. But <laughs> and SGPN's Ryan Gilbert also was in on that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Tim Anderson uh, hit prop on the player props he wrote for the sports gaming podcast .com on the weekend. So you guys were both in on that. And I'm good to hear that it both hit. Good job. Yeah, we we know our stuff. It's almost like I know it's almost like I know things about other sports other it's than amazing. MMA. It's amazing. All right. So we give you your sleeper sleeper plays, and here's what you gotta do now. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at, on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. All righty. Dan has some picks for us, ladies and gentlemen. I have some info on these picks. So there are quite a few, I want to call them regional, but um, a couple of them are big um, 
you not UK big European promotions. Uh, the other one we're doing is a regional US one. How did you pick which I guess which events we should cover this week? And I guess they're the only real big ones going on this weekend, right? So there there are quite a few big ones going on this weekend, uh, including some I overlooked. Um, so I, I really like uh, for so for those of you who are just looking to enjoy MMA this weekend. I really do enjoy the Unified MMA 45 card, um, which is a uh, Canadian promotion out of Alberta. Um, but like, they've got a really fun card going on. I actually interviewed two of the fighters who are going to be fighting on that card, who are both like really, really, really good prospects. But they've also got some guys who you might like recognize from like World Series of Fighting back in the day, like way back in the day, back when it was World Series of Fighting, like. I don't know. Do you know the name Ryan Ford? He he fought Jake Shields in like a. Uh, I'm pretty sure he I know fought... Jake Shields. Yeah, and he, well, wait, yeah, you know Jake Shields. He, uh, he also <laughs> he's fought, one like, of those guys with interesting. He has interesting thoughts on things. That Jake Shields. He does. Guy. He does have interesting thoughts. Ryan Ford, anyway, fought yeah. him in like uh, Carl Parisian and stuff back in the day. He's like a fun dude. Um, yeah, I think they, I know the name. Yeah, and they they've got some other fun fights going on, and then. Uh, Ellie Aronoff is fighting Marius Shik. Man, I'm going to say this dude's name wrong. (laughs) It's Marius Shiskevich, which is uh, one of the more wild names. But you might remember him from the Contender Series last year where he, like, lost a very close decision. Now he's 10-1 in fighting a guy who's 5-0, and it's uh, a pretty damn good fight there, too. So if you're just looking to enjoy MMA, Unified MMA 45 has got a really good card going on. But I couldn't find any odds for it, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, Cage Warriors is always a must-watch. Uh, but the only thing I will say is Cage yeah. Warriors has got a Friday and a Saturday card this week. I was looking at the yeah. Friday card. The Friday card just feels like the prelims of the Saturday card. Yeah, um, I was going to say, is it watered down because they're doing two again? You know, but but here's the thing is that sometimes they have, like, if they've got five bangers— they put three on Saturday yeah. and two on Friday and then just fill the rest yeah. of the card with like some, you know, lower tier fights. It feels like they had like four bangers this time and they're like, let's just put them all on Saturday. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a weird move. Um, and then like I saw odds for KSW. I, yep. I don't I, I don't love these fights for KSW, but it feels <laughs> no. like I mean, they're like a pretty big promotion. They're worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, but I do really love the flyweight uh, title fight in CFFC. So I wanted to talk about that, too, even though the CFFC card doesn't have a lot of depth either. Um, there yeah. is at least one good fight. And then I, I overlooked a couple others that I like the fight uh, itself. But at the same time, the odds were like negative 600. So there's nothing interesting to say. Nope. That is true. Um, speaking of going back to Unified MMA, it is on Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass, if you want to catch uh, that event. All right, the ones we are going to cover, let's start off with CFFC 109. Um, Friday, 7 p.m., UFC Fight Pass is going down from the Cheltenham Township in Cheltenham Township, Pennsylvania. Have you ever been there, Dan? It's technically uh, Philadelphia, so never mind. Uh, yeah, I, I've been not that far from there uh, for yeah. a a wedding that I went to recently. Well, there and you by go. Recently, right. And by recently, I mean like six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do um, all my memories from like six years ago or whatever, I'm wearing masks in all of them. Is that happening to you also? Uh, when I think back to things, I, everything, everyone has a mask in all my memories. So that, that, does, that does feel like six <laughs> years ago, but it is only two. Yep. <laughs> I know. 
All right, CFFC, we're going to do the main event flyweight title fight. Um, there's six fights on the on the card, but we're just going to hit you off with the main event. It's for the it's interim. Do you know why it's an interim flyweight championship? What what's wrong with the real champion? So I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling. Uh, Fumi Kuta is going to be signed by the UFC or be on the Contender Series. Okay. Um, like I, I am a right. big that fan of the actual, you know, sometimes you guys might know him as Turbo. They, they sometimes just call him Turbo, but his name is Fumin Kuta. Um, he's a, a excellent prospect out of the Longo Weidman gym. Um, and he's like, I mean, he's been, first of all, he's been booked with a couple of these guys already. Um, I, I actually think he's, so he's definitely bo- booked to fight Curatulo, but he also may have been booked to fight, um, his opponent, uh, whose name is Paiva as well. Um, but I know for a yeah. fact he was booked to fight Curatulo. So, like, I'm pretty sure he's just going to get signed because um, he's the champ. He's defended once. He's 5-0. and He's a very exciting prospect from a gym that the UFC already loves. So, like, yeah. it, it seems like he's he's just right for the picking. Yeah, you don't usually see champions on or current champions on the contender series. Have we ever seen a current champion on contender series? I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think so. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure we yeah. see CFFC people, right? Like, cause um, it was was um Jasmine Jesudavisius the CFFC champ. She might have, she might have been, or she might have lost to Elise Reed, who we just recently saw by a bullshit decision that she didn't she actually lose. lose. Um. Oh, yeah. we, we just talked about how there's no such thing as bad decisions, Nan, and now. Here you go. Again. No, that that one was a bad one. Yeah, I, I can confirm that was a bad one. I watched it live and I because right. I really like Jasmine Jesudavisius as a prospect, and then uh, yeah. I was really bummed by that decision. Anyway, uh, this yeah. isn't a All Jasmine right. Jesudavisius podcast. No, it could be though. She is Canadian, so there you go. All right, main event: Santo Curatolo versus Hugo Paiva, and as I said, it's for the interim. Probably eventually going to be the real. Um, flyweight championship of cffc cage fury fc all right i'll break her down for you do piva first pequino p-e-q-u-e-n-o is his nickname dan's gonna tell us what that means because he knows all every language it means little small if i'm not mistaken yes yeah it means yeah short i think is what google says but i'll, I'll go with yours so which fits because he is a flyweight he is five and oh three knockouts one submission this is his debut in cffc he's won two straight fights via finish he was the I have a TF champion. What's TF, Dan? Do you know what TF? Thunder Fight. You do know. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder Fight, Fight is a good name. It's a pretty, uh, pretty well-known uh, promotion out of Sao Paulo. Very good name. Um, so anyhow, he's a ch- he was the champ there. He used to fight at Bantamweight. He's two years younger than Curatolo. Two inches taller, six inches of reach, which is pretty huge when you're talking about uh, flyweights. Plus one ten. Curatolo, six and two, five knockouts, one submission. So he's finished every one of his wins. He's been knocked out once. Six and one in CFFC. Only one on the contender series. He's gone loss, win, loss over his last three. Minus 140. Break it down. So I'm going to go with Curatolo here. Um, you know, you mentioned he lost on the contender series. He did lose to Cladeson Rodriguez, um, yep. who, who granted just lost to CJ Vergara in his UFC debut, but like looked pretty damn good doing it. Um, and I'll say this about Curatolo. Like, First of all, he went the distance, and I think he fights extra safe and technical, and I think ultimately it probably cost him against Clayton Rodriguez, but if you look at somebody like Paiva, 
in most of Paiva's fights, my biggest issue with him is it looks like he just like tries to get in really close and use too much muscle um, to finish takedowns or to hold people down. It looks like he's trying to ragdoll everybody. And with somebody who is as technical as Curatolo, I just like don't see that working in the first place. And, you know, flyweights don't necessarily tire out, but you could see him get outworked that way. And also, I just think he's going to like waste time doing things he shouldn't be doing, uh, which is trying to like body up Curatolo. So, you know, I, I like don't like that about Paiva in the first place. And then the fact that Curatolo is is particularly safe and particularly technical and like very good at all those things like. I just kind of lean his way in that factor. And I will also say this. He's got great finishing ability. Like, you know, you mentioned oh, yeah, every fight. Yeah. The the fact that he's got all finishes is crazy. And a lot of them are like hard knockouts. Like, I, I don't know if you you've seen. He actually was like viral for a little while. I think it's probably one of the things that helped him get to the uh, contender series is like yeah. he had this viral head kick knockout in his like second or third fight in his pro career um, that like got overplayed over and over and over again. He threw a head kick and the dude just wilted um, and like he's got great power. So like even when he, if he's not particularly safe and Paiva does drag him into this, like I, I think he's going to be the the better fighter. And also I'll say this too. You know, like if Paiva is a guy who has a bunch of reach, fighting in close range doesn't make any sense for him. And, and I think he's going to try to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do you like the line? Um, You know, I, I actually thought the line was going to favor Paiva a little better because, like, as you mentioned, uh, Curtolo is coming off of a, uh, a couple of, you know, like a, lo- a couple of losses out of his last three. Yep. And Paiva is an undefeated Brazilian, which always, you know, like looks good on regional cards. But I'll say this, like, I, I think probably some of the like the hype and like what you see on the resume factored in for Paiva. And then like the actual talent level of Curotolo, pretty much even that line out, right? Like, because it's pretty much yeah. a pickup. So uh, I, I think they probably got the line right about correct. But, you know, like, Again, I'm I'm always going with the the actual skill over like the hype and the resume and what you can glean off a of tapology. We don't believe the hype around these parts, so there you go. Uh, Curatolo will be a champion come Saturday. Um, anyone else? In, worth... in, in interim <laughs> interim champion. Interim champion, yes. Anyone else worthy of keeping an eye on on this card? Yeah, Manuela Souza is really fucking good. <laughs> um, like he he's really exciting to watch and really good um i contemplated throwing his fight on here but he's a negative 700 favorite um but like he's in the co-main event he's eight no he's gonna be good um so like keep an eye on him yep. all right there you go all right did you know it's uh sweaty sack summer is approaching dan i i did not no it's <laughs> good thing you, you told me ad, you, you, <laughs> yeah and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch dan that's why the Kings of Crotch Comfort Manscape has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your grind. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using code SGP at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date. We don't go on dates anymore, though, Dan. We're married men. And I, we don't go on dates because we have insane children. Maybe you go on dates. I don't go on dates because I have insane children. Let's say that you're on a date and your partner catches the Manscaped trademark 
on the waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. Have you ever been to Pleasure Town, Dan? Or the I, highway I, that goes there? I, I believe I have, but you know. Okay. <laughs> TMI, as the kids say. This is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, trademarked again. The best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. This trimmer offers skin-safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Outside of just bald trimming, they're now focusing their efforts and helping out your thigh slappers in other ways with the game-changing boxers. These boxers features include the jewel pouch, as I said before, trademarks. We cannot steal that name. That would be a good nickname, though. Hmm. A pouch designed to cradle your boys <laughs> in their own special space, lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well-ventilated. Basically, just imagine your ball sipping pina coladas, Dan, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. Are you picturing that? I'm, they asked, I it, they asked you to. I can't stop picturing it. Perfect. The micro modal fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. The front fly opening gives easy access and makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. You can choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes range from small to 3XL. For all of my guys out there, call to action. Here's what you got to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP. At manscaped.com, that's 20% off and free shipping with the SG, code SGP at manscaped.com. Once the Boxer 2.0 touched your sack, you'll never go back. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help you start your day right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit ag1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and athletic greens has over seven thousand five star reviews to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com sgp again that is athleticgreens.com sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance okay we're moving on again to what are we moving on to next? We're going across the pond, as they say, Dan, to Cage Warriors 138, which is the Saturday, excuse me, Saturday event, not the the inferior Friday one, according to Dan. So this one's Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern uh, on UFC Fight Pass. It uh, We're going to break down, what, four fights on here? So you kind of like this card, do you? I do. And, and there's... <clears throat> Uh, there's two prospects I really like on this card, uh, mm. that I'll talk about. Uh, but like the, you know, like there's the other two fights that I mentioned and told you to, uh, be prepared to talk about, uh, are also quite good in terms of just like having, uh, exciting lines and people who are of a high level of talent. Well, let's jump into her, shall we? Okay. So like I said, uh, 138, I'm just trying to check where this event is going down is it london is it manchester this, is it, this i'm gonna find it this one is happening in colchester england colchester england never well maybe i've heard of it never been there i've never been to england actually so there you go um all right like i said i told you the actually i gave you the wrong start time for this but it looks like 3 30 p.m eastern is the actual start time i originally saw one but apparently it's 3 30 on saturday all right let's start off with I think that that gangster guy I was speaking of earlier. Yes. I think he just picked this fight because you want me to say this name down. Herkus Lucosinius. I did all right, actually. I think. Lucosinius. Elliot. Lucosinius. Senius. 
versus Oben Elliott, who is the Welsh gangster. He's also evil, um, according to his nicknames. All right. Um, do you actually know Lucinius? He's had two pro fights, Dan. And you actually he's know at, who he is? First, first of all, he's had three pro fights. Uh, yeah, Tapology says three, but my our, my favorite site, Sherdog, says two. Yeah, uh, so they're they're probably disqualifying one of the ones he had. I'm, I'm not quite sure why, uh, but they usually seem to be better. No, I've seen highlight reels of him, but it's mostly just because, uh, you know, like he's if you combine all three of his pro fights, it's less than a round. Well, there you go. Um, according to Sherdog, he's had two pro fights, oh, one knockout, one submission. Did he finish his other fight too? This mysterious third fight, Dan? You know? he, uh, so first of all, I do, if if topology is to be believed, oh, no, he does have a submission. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he has a body kick and a head kick finish. But also the reason I know him is not because of his 3-0 MMA record. Um, he's been fighting like K1 kickboxing for like the last 15 years. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. like like he's a very well-traveled K1 kickboxer. There you go. That's, I'm going to tell you about him first. Like I said, he could be 2-0, could be 3-0. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He has not fought MMA since October of 2018, I believe, unless that third fight was recently. Do you know if the third fight was more recent than that, Dan? The most recent fight for our boy Herkus here happened in 2019. Okay. So he was kickboxing, I assume, uh, in those those years where he was not MMA in. You know, I actually don't think so. Uh, really? So, yeah. Like, he wasn't I, training I think, UFC? I think he was trying to get more MMA fights because there's actually, yeah. uh, according to Tapology, like a canceled fight or two in between his last fight and now. Um, and like, I haven't seen anything about him in kickboxing in like, five years or something like that so like if you look for kickboxing clips on him uh you can find him all like nine and eight and seven years old so i think he's moved away from kickboxing and just fully committed to mma okay nonetheless he has not been very active recently uh you can get him at plus 180 Uh, as for the welsh gangster elliot uh four and two two knockouts two submissions so everything's a finish he's been knocked out twice so he's never gone in the distance he's four and two in cage warriors so he's fought at the on the big stage, all of his fights, uh, he's gone loss, win, loss, minus two twenty. Maybe Dan has more info than that on this gentleman as well, but that's all I got. Go ahead. Yeah. So for me, the interesting thing here is that, like, I think Oban Elliott is a little bit erratic. Um, like sometimes he puts together like pretty decent one-two punch combos, but as far as his striking is, is like kind of a wild man. But at the same time, what we got here is a guy in, in Herkus Lucasunius who is a K1 striker and a very good striker. But also, like, I, I don't know how he'll react to somebody, like, wildly trying to get in his face. And I'll also say this, Oban Elliott, good submissions threat. Like, he, if he gets in on your legs, he can take you down. He can sub you. He's got good ground and pound. So, like, when we have a K1 guy who we've never seen, like, pressured by anybody who has any kind of skills and certainly hasn't been pressured by anybody with the pedigree that Oban Elliott has, I just kind of, like, worry that Herkus Lucasonius is just not going to be able to handle that pressure and handle that those takedowns. So I'm going to go with Oban Elliott here. I think he gets uh, up in his shit, like, enough to just, like, not be able to get kicked in the head or, you know, whatever it, uh, Herkus is trying to do here. You swerved me. I thought you were, you were headed Herkus and then you took a sharp detour and went the other way. Herkus would be a good name though. If you have another kid, Dan, Herkus perhaps. Herkus Vreeland? Yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> You're supposed to say I'm never going to have another kid, but oh, 
There we go. There's a possibility. I don't. I don't you you know as well as I do. Uh, mm-hmm. We we don't have any say in the matter, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my wife Very wants true. to have five more. I'll have seven kids by the end of the week. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, moving on. Um, poor poor Dan. All right. So that that was a welterweight fight. Excuse me, I didn't let you all know what weight class these boys are at. This next one is a featherweight. Orlando Wilson Prince versus Tom Mearns. Mearns, not means. Mearns. Um, <clears throat> let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, about... it's like it's like it's like if you have Tim Means, yeah, but you exactly. got him from Wish. It's Tom Mearns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we have uh, we have Tim Means at home. It's Tom Mearns. All right, let's tell Which, you about. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna pause you. Yeah. Did you know that there's one of those in the CFFC too? There's what? a. There's a we have we have an Efrain Escadero at home. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's Efrain Escarnero. <laughs> like that's even wilder because that's like, oh maybe it's, maybe it's a, a common name for for Latin. It's not but, even, uh, but it's not even Efrain. It's Efren. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. Efrain Escarnero. It's just a little <laughs> off. It's a little off brand, and that's it. Wild. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. What a fun sport. All right, let's tell you about Mearns. I don't like saying Mearns. Uh, he's eight and seven. Two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Three and five in Cage Warriors. However, he's won two straight. He was in Bellator briefly where he went 0 and 2. You can get him at minus 110. This one's almost a pick him on the board. Prince, 2 and 0 with two submissions. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's not fought since last May. He used to fight at lightweight. This is at featherweight, minus 120. Do you know Prince, who's only had two fights? Do you know anything about this guy? Yeah, I do. Uh, in, in the fights that I've seen from him, so he, he's noted as being like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, but he's like kind of got like, and, and I don't have any basis for this, but like I have to assume based on what I've seen, he's got some kind of Taekwondo background too. He throws like very Taekwondo-esque looking strikes all the time. In ultimately, in this fight, what it comes down to is, is like, you have Mirrens, who is, is like a much more traveled fighter with 15 fights. You got Perns, or Prins, who's only got three. So he's got 12 more fights than him. And not only is Mirrens like the, the wily veteran, but he's also a guy who's got like more takedowns. But in all the fights I've seen from Mirrens, the longer it goes, the more tired he looks. And Prinz is just like a hyper athletic dude. Like he is, he is very, very strong, very fast, very explosive. And like I said, he's got good jujitsu to go along with good Taekwondo. So like while he's the less experienced guy here, I still think I like him even at the price you're getting him at, you know, again, this is another one where I broke down the fight. Didn't look at the line. Thought Prinz would be an underdog for sure. Just based on experience. But I think they probably got the line correct here as him being just like ever so slightly a favorite. So Prince is the pick, Dan. I'm going to go with Prince. Orlando Prince here is, uh, I, th- I th- if nothing else, he's super fun to watch. There you go. All right. Moving on, we've got a Bantamweight uh, fight in the co main event Luke Shanks versus Josh Reed. Now, other name particularly fun. Uh, like all the last names we've been going through. Uh, however, fun nicknames though. Shanks is the apocalypse and Reed is crazy horse who stole a nickname, but I'll allow it. All right. Uh, we'll tell you about crazy horse Reed first 12 and six, three knockouts, seven submissions, but knocked out twice, submitted twice. He's eight and six in cage warriors. We have ourselves a pattern. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. He won his last fight via submission. Uh, three inches taller than Shanks plus plus one seventy-five. As for the apocalypse, Shanks, 
Nine and three, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Five and two in Cage Warriors. He's another, we got another pattern. A pattern is going to be broken this week, and he's going to loss, win, loss, win. He won via TKO his last fight. He used to fight at flyweight. This is at Bantamweight. He's at minus 215. Take it away. Yeah, I'm going Luke Shanks all day here. The only all thing day. that gives the only thing that gives me a slight pause in picking Luke Shanks here is that I don't like he's going up in weight. Um, like, like he's been a flyweight for most of his career. In fact, he had like a very exciting fight back in the day with Jake Hadley, the, uh, the UFC's Jake Hadley. Um, yeah, broke our heart. Didn't look as good (laughs) as we thought he would. Um, but like, so he had a good fight with, with Jake Hadley. I think he's got tons of skills. He's wild. You know, like I mentioned Obon Elliott being a little bit erratic before, um, Shanks is 20 times that he like just absolutely goes nuts in there um i've actually seen that work against reed too like he lost a fight recently to uh guy the the name of dylan hazen and dylan hazen just like got after it and it was enough to just like bother reed um reed got taken down a bunch of times my only you know like my concern here is is shanks big enough and strong enough and technical enough to get reed down um, he's got the right style to beat him, but like at the same time, having never seen him at Bantamweight at a high level, I, I don't even know if he's ever fought at Bantamweight for that matter. Um, gives me a little bit of hesitation, but like he's a favorite here for a reason. I think even going up in weight, he'll be safe. No hesitation. You said all day, Dan, we're going to take you on your word. All, day. <laughs> all right. All right. Got it. All day. Main event time. Middleweights, James Webb versus Leon Aliu. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know anything Aliu. about Italian. Is it Aliu? Of all of, all of, the, all of the language of all of the languages I know, uh he's so this guy's Italian and Albanian and and I don't know anything about either of those languages. So uh unfortunately I can't help you. You can't one. call me out then. <laughs> oh, you can't you can't also can't correct me, so that's good. All right. Let's tell you about Aliu first. He's nine and one, five knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents. He's never been finished himself. This is Cage Warriors debut. He won his last fight. He's at plus 160. As for Webb, 8 3 and 1, a knockout, six submissions. He's 7 3 and 1 in Cage Warriors. He's gone 2 and 2 over his last four. He got TKO'd his last fight. He's got an inch of height on Aliu, minus 200. I'm actually going to take Aliu here. Um, All right. Th- this is my, my one big dog pick. Uh, like, it's a it's a funky breakdown here because Eliu he punches really wide in slow isn't the right word but labored is um and like his his striking is not great uh but he you know like you mentioned he throws heavy he finishes dudes all the time and James Webb is like a very clearly a grapple first guy a guy who wants to get those takedowns all the time. Aliu is so strong, though. Like, if you look at him, you're going to look at him and you're going to be like, my goodness, that dude makes middleweight. That's incredible, right? Like, that's a crazy middleweight. Um, But, like, you know, like, I I think ultimately that Webb is a guy who is going to struggle with a dude like that. So if Aliu doesn't gas out, and I have no reason to think he would other than the fact that he's a giant ball of muscle, um... As long as he doesn't gas out, I think he's going to handle Webb's takedown attempts, outstrike him, you know, like put pressure on him the whole time. So, yeah, like I like Aliu for that reason. And of course, like I like the number I'm getting here too, right? Like the fact that I'm getting, um, what, what, what did you say? Plus, plus one, 160. 
60. Yeah, like yep. I, I like that kind of underdog here um, because, like, you know, he's got a puncher's chance. He might be strong enough. I know he's fought, had to fight catch weight a couple of times. I think probably because he couldn't make middleweight. So, um, yeah, like I expect him to be the bigger, stronger guy in there and to just stuff the grappler. Haven't you heard that muscles uh, tire you out low down in fights? Man, I know it's an overplayed thing, but it is true <laughs> about some people, right? It like is it true is. About some people, it, yeah. it, it's not true all the time, but it is true about Dolce Lugiambula, or it is uh, <laughs> true again about. Um, Thick Willie. Uh, who, who else could I put in that? That William Knight, Dolce Lugiambula. There's a couple other guys who are like. Ask Joe Rogan. Who else? Balls of muscle that just gas out. He used to say it all the time. The one I used to hate was he used to say it all the time about Sean Shirk. And, yeah, the muscle you know, shark. He, the muscle shark. But <laughs> Sean Shirk didn't get tired. That dude was nope. a beast. Yep. And not, it had, was probably yeah. all the steroids people were taking back then. <laughs> there you go. You said it, not me. So <laughs> Gumby said that. I was just going to say he, he, he had he had some help, but yes. He popped <laughs> a couple of times, oh, yeah. right? I'm not yes. I'm not just making that up, right? He, no, yeah. He he had some uh, had some drug test issues. And this is the olden days where you you really had to work at it to get yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah, you would you you really have to be trying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so that's your picks for Cage Warriors, like I said. Maybe the prelims are one o'clock and the main show is 3.30, but um, I saw both times on Tapology. But there are your picks and Dan's uh, taking you home with a big plus 160 dog for that one. Oh, but there's more picks. We, we got one more event we're going to cover before we bid you farewell. But first, IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. That is incredible. I agree. For our listeners, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claims your 70% savings as ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Finally, as promised, KSW. Um, not the greatest KSW card, right? Um, but KSW always is fun to watch regardless. Who, who doesn't ever want to watch the, the strongest man in the world? Exactly. <laughs> Marius Pujanovsky. Um, numerous uh, strongman uh, awards and wins uh, and titles before he moved into MMA. He's actually like he put a real MMA career together. Yes, like, I was going to say uh, he started off as a novelty, as most like strongmen or, or people moving fighters do. Most KSW fighters do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but no, he's actually he's got twenty four fights and he's not Bob Sapping it. And, and like at early in his career too, he fought like a lot of people who you were like, "Oh God, are you shitting me?" Like he fought in, in, early in his career, Tim Sylvia, 
The yeah. aforementioned Bob Sapp. He did fight oh. Bob Sapp. He fought Butterbean, which I, I don't think a lot of people know that he fought fucking Butterbean at one point in time. He fought uh, Sean McCorkle, Big Sexy. Um, like, like early in his career, he was a freak show. But since then, he's put together a nice little mickery, 16 and 7, and having fought some real dudes in there. Yep. He has put, on a, put together a fairly uh, good career. So let's tell you about this fight. It is... Like I said, it is on Saturday. You watch it on their site. Is yeah, I, I think they have a off their site. I think they have a pay per view link on their site. Okay, gotcha. One p.m. Eastern time, going down from Lodz, Poland, in the Atlas Arena. All right, um, made event like we said, Pudzinowski versus Maturla. Maturla is a middleweight, correct? Uh, yeah, he, he's fought at light heavyweight a few times too. Um, but like, okay. yes, largely, and, and largely he's a middleweight. If you want to categorize him as one thing, yes. All right, let's let's break it down. Um, we're going to tell you about Pudzinowski first. Pudzian or Pudzilla, you can call him if you rather. He's sixteen and seven with one no contest, eleven knockouts. He's been knocked out three times, submitted four times. He's gone 16 and 6 with one no contest in KSW. He's won four straight fights, all via knockout or TKO. He made his debut way back in 2009. He's got an inch of height on Maturla, two inches of reach. And based on their last weigh in, 74 pounds <laughs> on Maturla. Uh, plus 190. You've got to think Maturla's going to be bulked up a bit for this fight. Um, he is Magic, is his nickname. Sapao is also his nickname. I don't know if that translates to magic or not. I couldn't figure that one out. C-I-P-A-O. Do you know what that means, Dan? Uh, I, I don't. Rom- is he Romanian? No, he's it's Polish. Polish, right. I'm sorry. Polish. Okay. Anyhow, um, 31 and 8, 11 knockouts, 13 submissions. He's been knocked out six times. 20 and 6 in KSW. He's won two straight and four or five. He won via TKO his last fight. As I said before, he normally fights or mostly fights or his recent fights have been at middleweight. 2003 was his MMA pro pro MMA debut. Seven years young, younger than the Pudzilla, minus 200. I'm gonna go with Materla here, uh, but in like the same way, I kind of picked Luke Shanks like half-assedly. I was like, "Oh, you're making Shanks- half-ass picks, are you?" Yeah, in in this case, I am. Right. So so Shanks going up to bantamweight like leaves me some questions. Yeah, Materla coming up to heavyweight leaves me a lot of questions. <laughs> um, Pujanowski's huge, right? Yeah, like, not just a, not a little, not a little yeah, like, heavyweight. He's Pujanowski's like a dude who probably walks around at three bills. Um, yep. and Materla makes eighty five, and, and hasn't always made eighty five. He's misweighed a couple of times on eighty five too. So like, but like he is so fast, and his his power even at eighty five, even having cut weight a whole bunch, is incredible. Like this dude sleeps people like go back and watch him like knock out Husamal Paharis. Like it is devastating when he knocks out Husamal Paharis. And like you go back and look at his losses and they're only to like very, very high level dudes like Roberto Soldic or Scott Askum or Mami Kaladoff. Like he he's only lost to really good dudes and he sleeps people. So I'm just going to say he's going like, work around the big body size of uh, Maurice Pujanowski. He's going to land his shots when he needs to, and hopefully that's enough for him here. Um, but I will tell you that if, you know, being a uh, betting man here, like 
don't bet him at negative 225. That's like an insane number for a dude giving up that much weight. I mean, like if you can find a prop on Materla by KO, which by the way, I'm looking at right now, um, one sports book has it listed at plus 125. I might just play that. Like he could knock out Pujanowski and that would be fun to play. That would be knocking out a guy that much bigger than you would be uh, quite a feat. He's got the power though. That's the thing. It's like he hits so hard. Any other fights worth watching on this card? I know KSW is always worth watching because uh, the spectacle and everything, they do things right. But any other fights you're jazzed about? I mean, like, I like watching Daniel Olmiolanchuk fight. Um, yep. You guys might remember him from uh, being in the UFC as well, but he'll be fighting this weekend. Um, he's fighting Ricardo Prossel, who is, you know, like a decent uh, Brazilian prospect coming in. He's like one of those Brazilian... I feel like every single Brazilian prospect uh, at heavyweight looks kind of the same now. They all come in at like six foot eight or some shit like that. Um, But like don't look particularly good other than that. But he's a guy who fought uh, Dante Mays on Contender Series. Um, So he's got some high level opponents. Obviously that didn't work out for him. He's fought in Ryzen. Um, He's fought for UAE Warriors. Like he's a pretty good prospect and, you know, fighting Daniel Milanchuk, like whoever wins that fight is probably pretty close to the heavyweight title picture for the, for KSW, which, you know, nobody here might, nobody listening might be following closely, but, um, Omilanchuk is a guy who, you know, fought in the UFC, beat Alexi Olenek, uh, fought Curtis blades, uh, since then has been losing an ACA all the time, but like, you know, he's a, He's a Polish guy, so one good win in KSW's got to have him close to the top. You got it. All right, so there you go. That's that's your picks. That's your homework. That's what you have to uh, go and bet on this weekend. Um, anything else we need to tell people, Dan, before we um, put this baby to bed? No, I, I I think you got it all. We did. See, even we give you a quality podcast, even when there is no UFC uh, to bet on or any other the big. Uh, North American League. So we'll be back Sunday. We'll we'll let you know how Dan did with his picks. Um, who knows what other nonsense we'll get into on Sunday? Maybe is there any events worth picking next week that may have odds out by Sunday? You think? Um, I know there's events, but I just don't know if we're gonna have uh, probably odds yet. probably not odds by then. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they're they're slow yeah, in getting get they're slow in, they're slow in getting us odds for things like that. We'll we'll find some kind of mischief to get into. If anything you'd like us to discuss, we already talked about open scoring, so we don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, or anything else like that, you can hit us up, Jeff Fox Writer on Twitter. He's Gumby Vreeland, or get into our SGPN Slack. Actually, do both. Um, and the Fight Channel, you can on there. You can always put a, a question in there or slide into our DMs, as the children say, and uh, and we'll we'll hit up. Uh, question topic any anything you'd like us to cover on the next episode and then ufc will be back next week for us so um no prelim primer this week i assume because there's no prelims to prime for dan to prime you on uh who is going to be on the top turtle mma podcast dan's other podcast this week so uh on the prelim primer podcast i've got or the sorry top turtle MMA podcast this week i've got uh I've got two interviews with Unified MMA 45 fighters. Uh, I'm talking to Ellie Aronoff, who is a Israeli prospect who's 5-0. and 0. 
um, who is fighting Marius uh, Kashevich. Yeah, I got it right that time. Kashevich. Uh, Sounds right. In the, and, and I interviewed both of them. So uh, oh, I interviewed you played both sides, did you? Ten in, I, I interviewed the 10 in one Canadian prospect with only a close loss on contender series and the five and zero Israeli prospect. Um, and they both talk about that same fight. So you might listen to it and become emotionally invested in uh, a unified MMA fight. So there it's going to be a double knockout then if you interview both of them. Hey, so you can, you can, you can shit on, you can shit on the people I interviewed, but who did I interview last week? I interviewed ugly man, Joe, who picked up a win in 64 seconds. And I interviewed Tabitha Ricci, who absolutely put a beat down on her opponent. So, uh, top turtle is white. hot. (laughs) It's white hot. Everyone. If, if you're a fighter and you're listening, hit Dan up. Uh, and i'm probably probably gonna get another winner this week so you know there you go all right um that's all oh obviously read our stuff uh sportsgamblingpodcast.com and you can read my mma only stuff over at moneymma.substack.com i think that's it um back like i said back on sunday with a recap and whatever nonsense we will get into uh until then i will remain jeff fox the pudzilla and he remains gumby vreeland and we'll talk to you on sunday bye-bye